Hi, podcast friends. It's me, and I'm back with this week's episode of my Best Vintage Life podcast. Since we recently hit 30 bonus episodes, I thought I would do a best of our Patreon program, just so those of you who aren't subscribed can get a little taste of what we talk about on there and hopefully learn a little and laugh a little too. To start, I'm going to do my normal opening spiel. <laughs> you can email us at admin at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. That's admin at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. Social media, you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at mybestvintagelifepodcast. Don't forget to check out our link in bio for all useful information you might need on there. We have our website, mybestvintagelifepodcast.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter for vintage resellers, which is always free. It goes out once a month toward the beginning to the middle of the month. And you can also do shopping with our current wholesale lots there and also hopefully have some wholesale FAQs answered if you have any. You can also rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. It's a non-monetary way to support the podcast. All you have to say is a few kind words. A rating is super easy to do. It takes a few seconds. A review takes a minute or two, even if it's just a few words. We appreciate it because just like everything else, there's an algorithm and just like your you know, Instagram posts, the more likes and comments, the better it does. Well, our podcast, think of ratings as likes and reviews as comments and it goes a long way into helping other people find the show so that they can learn and uh, laugh along with us as well. And uh, I don't have an obsession at the moment. Um, right now I'm at home. It's a Sunday and you'll probably hear my cat making some noise. So I, um, I'm going to just do this kind of little chunks from a few different episodes and in between do my ad reads and also our uh, patron program info. So without further ado, here are some episodes from the best of our patron program. Speaking of uh, across the ocean, we had one of our friends locally in uh, Fresno recommended some people to come visit us, which was strange. I think they were from, um, I want to say they worked for Inditex. Um, maybe it wasn't our Fresno connection. You know, Inditex owns Zara and all the big uh, fast fashion brands. I wasn't thrilled about them coming, and I, I don't think I even knew who they worked for until after they got here. But they were from Spain. Now, I have absolutely no problem with European people. I'm European myself. Um, never been to Spain, but I'd love to visit. There's just um, different cultural norms, you know. So <laughs> the uh, men didn't shut the door when they used the restroom, and I'll go further into that in another story. And at the end of the day, they wanted to try clothing on that they were interested in purchasing, which is very common. Uh, we usually have people do it in our special vintage room because there's a, a mirror in there and a light and you can shut the door and have privacy. So they literally started stripping down into their skivvies, as I would like to say, um, and trying stuff on one woman and two men. Um, so I... I don't know how many of you know this, but we have a downstairs at the warehouse and then, you know, the downstairs is on ground level and then the upstairs is kind of like would be a dock level. So when we're in our offices, we have to walk up like five steps to get up to the upper level. So I come up those steps from downstairs from my office and all I see is two guys in like boxer briefs and a girl in a bra and underwear. And I was like, whoa, did someone not invite me to the orgy that's about to go down? <laughs> and it was just so interesting because they didn't 
like not even a second thought on their end, like me just like walking by and like awkwardly smiling. And, um, you know, I had to kind of explain to the people that were working what was going on and which can be difficult to do because there is a language barrier with a lot of our employees. Um, just very unusual for me to see. And it's definitely left an imprint in my head. And I'm like, can we maybe not have them come back? Like, it was a little strange, you know, I mean, and they stayed like that for like a good 20 to 30 minutes trying stuff on. Um, so yeah, I don't know, like I've had, I had other clients here that might not have gone down too well. (laughs) Um, yeah. Nudity. Hey everybody, it us, and we're back with this week's mini-sode. Hi guys. Got a little short and sweet story for you today. I thought it'd be something cool to talk about. Art recently, um, reconnected with a friend who led him to a, uh, treasure trove of denim and some other goodies, um, so I thought maybe you might want to talk a little bit about that. Sure. It was pretty interesting. It was a local I, find. Yeah, local find. Uh, the, the person who found him for me, I, I've known over 10 years, but he kind of disappeared about four or five years ago. Uh, life kind of caught up with him, and he kind of dipped out of the vintage scene. And I was able to reconnect with him. He called me out of the blue and said, hey, I've got something. I'm not dead. Uh, something you might be happens, interested this in. This is what happens when people owe art money. They dip out. It's a private episode. No one's going to hear. Keep that in mind. That's why these episodes are fun. Oh, good. So I was about to kill this bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Not just kidding. <laughs> so let me tell you how it really went down. So, no. So he was working with someone who was reclaiming barns and using the wood. And he came across tons of clothes that were boxed up. And everything was from the 1940s and 50s. Uh, so the denim, there was eight beautiful pieces and the clothing, there was over 120 pieces. Some of it was, you could tell was handmade. There was beautiful patterns, sewing patterns. Are you comfortable and talking about like the, the people who like their ethnicity? Yeah. They're uh, local I, Japanese that farmers. Really well, well, that's what I was going to get to that. Okay. I was gonna, right. And so he tried selling them first. To other people, but nobody wanted to pay those crazy prices he was asking. But I paid them just because of the history that comes with it. You know, there's something unique and special. And They're not the greatest sizes. <laughs> and yeah, and I had some credit I could reclaim. <laughs> so um, there was three Wranglers, the rarest Wranglers I've ever seen. So as all you know, most Wranglers were button fly. I'm sorry, zipper. So these, the ones we found, were button fly, three of them. And one of them dates uh, to 1943, which is called the prototype. So that's what I just showed on Instagram in case you're following along on Instagram. I just did a video of that um, very cool prototype. Yeah, it's called the prototype. It's the rarest pant for Wrangler by far. Okay, I'm back. Hopefully you're enjoying our bonus clips so far, but I'm here to do our bi-weekly ad reads. Here we go. Oak City Vintage is a community curated vintage shop in Oklahoma City showcasing the best local vintage sellers and makers in apparel, accessories, and home decor. Our goal is to create a joyful and easy shopping experience for our customers. We carry a variety of styles from dresses to blouses to tees and denim, all ranging from the 40s through the 90s. The shop strives to bring a one-of-a-kind shopping experience so you can feel good and look good while supporting local businesses and keeping beautiful goods out of the landfill. 
New arrivals are added to the floor and website weekly, so there's always a chance to find your next treasure. If you're not in Oklahoma City to shop in person, you can shop at oakcityvintageokc.com. Thank you for your patronage. Next we have Elwood Vintage. Elwood Vintage was opened in 2016 with a dream and three t-shirts. Six years later, Elwood Vintage has that perfect piece for every occasion. Put on an Elwood Vintage tee and hear the loud guitars screaming, feel the drums beating, and you singing your heart out at your favorite 80s rock concert. We have that Buttersoft Biker tee that will take you back to your first motorcycle ride with the wind in your hair and zero Fs given. Visit elwoodvintage.com. Don't forget about that perfect crisp pair of vintage jeans to jump into in the morning. When you buy vintage, you are buying more than clothes. You are buying the memory and good vibes that come. Elwood Vintage. Wear them till they melt off. Three Marguerites. Resellers of curated finds on eBay. Antique, vintage, and contemporary. Hand smocked dresses on Sunday mornings. Pearl snap shirts in the same dance hall where Grandpa waltzed Granny. A Shetland wool sweater keeps you cozy around the campfire. Chicken soup and the price is right under an heirloom afghan. We hope you'll find these memories and more in our eBay store. Three Marguerites gladly ships overseas purchases through the eBay Global Shipping Program. That's ebay.com str slash three marguerites. Thank you all for your patronage. And if you're interested in having an ad on our podcast, you can do so by signing up with our patron program. You can do that at patron.podbean.com slash my best vintage life podcast and choose the $20 level. And the good news is with your um, patronage level, you get all the bonus episodes. So you'll get an ad read on our show every other week. And then you also get access to our patron episodes. So $20, 30 to 60 second ad read by me or sometimes art every two weeks. Check it out. And thank you for your patronage. That being said, there are going to be times in the next months, year, years where you're going to have to walk away from your vintage for a little while. Now it could be leaving it for a vacation leaving for an extended period of time away. Maybe there's an emergency and you need to go visit family somewhere and you're gone for a month. Um, It could be a sabbatical. Perhaps you're taking time off for yourself for some mental, spiritual, physical reasons, whatever it may be. Or uh, you may just want to break from your vintage. I've seen people do it where it's not that they're giving up their business or quitting. This is especially common with people who just have online businesses where they don't have the, you know, the responsibility of a brick and mortar, but some people just walk away for a while and that's okay too. I would never tell anybody that that's wrong or not good because sometimes when people do that, they come back better than ever. But regardless, we're talking about walking away from your vintage for a portion of time. So things to think about when you do this. Well, it's kind of similar to going on a trip and kind of checking your house to-dos off. Now I have a packing list saved on my phone for trips. Not only does it note what I'm packing, it also notes my pre-travel to-dos. For example, uh, run the dishwasher, um, clean the dish dispose or the sink disposal, take out the trash and recycling, stuff like that. You don't want creepy crawlies in your house when you're away. It's always nice to come back to a clean house. It's better for, I think, sanitary reasons, 
pest reasons, um, smells, you know, who wants to, sometimes if you don't run any water in a stinky drain and you come back after a week, your kitchen stinks, stuff like that. Okay. You have to take the same approach with your vintage, especially if you're going to be away for a long time. So I want you to think about one of the most important things with vintage is the temperature. And this also reflects with other things in your home as well. So it's not, this will carry over definitely um, to some other items. So you want to think about the temperature wherever your vintage is stored. Are you storing your vintage in a basement? Are you storing it in a, an extra bedroom? Are you storing it at a studio? Are you storing it at a brick and mortar? It depends on where you are, but I really genuinely want you to think about the temperature of your items um, and also the humidity levels. So Vintage clothing and a lot of items in general kind of do better, I feel, toward the colder side. Um, I'm not telling you it needs to feel like a freezer. That's probably not the best either because then your air could get slightly more damp. But I don't think it's good to go on vacation in the summer, wherever you may be. Say it's while you're away. Oh, this cat is just, you know, Azzy, you are so bad. Oh. He's very needy. Someone told me cats aren't needy. I call BS on that for sure. <laughs> so let's say you're leaving and the forecast while you're away is 90 through 95 degrees. And you say, okay, I'm going to leave the air conditioning in my house, for example, at um, 85. I personally wouldn't do that. I think that's way too hot for clothes. I would leave it at like 78 which is, I think, what most, um, like, ener if you Google, like, what energy people recommend, I think 78 is a rec pretty common recommendation for this summer for AC. So be thoughtful about it. And think about other things in your house, too. Pictures, records, vinyl, um, books, you know, a lot of things don't do well with extended periods of, um, temperature being at a point where damage can be done. Now it takes a lot of high heat to really damage clothes, but I'm not talking about like instantaneous, instantaneous damage. I'm talking about like in the long term of things. I was ready to, that was probably the second time I was about to kick his ass that my brother had to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> There's many times, trust me, this guy is fucking douche. Anyhow, uh, so we get there and there's stuff from World War One, World War Two, And this place has an amazing history. Two guys out of the Navy, they noticed that the government was dumping all this stuff overboard before they headed back to the United States. They're just dumping it in the ocean. So they're like, what a waste, what a waste. So when they got back, they asked the quartermasters and everybody like, is there any way we can buy it? And so they were able to buy it. And the first things that they bought were pontoons, which was crazy. And they, you know, started their business. And uh, so we're there. We so we bought tons of stuff. So we're like, so we went, rented a twenty-four foot U-Haul, filled up the U-Haul with World War II helmets, <laughs> fabric, bins, clothing, straps, and then there was these things called scabs that look like bombs. And what it is is uh, boats will pull them, and they dive down like a like a fishing lure, and they take out mines, but they look like bombs, right? And so we got a bunch of those, bunch of shells. I mean, we filled this thing up. So 
I'm a bug freak. I don't like spiders too much. And there were so many spiders. So we bought like four or five cans of the raid defoggers. And prior to heading out, I put them in there and just op open the lids and pull that little thing. And so they fog it up. So I figured by the time I get them to Fresno, the spiders will somehow be dead. So we hit the road, driving down, heading back. And not even four hours later, yeah, about three, four hours later, we get pulled over by a state trooper. And there was a, he pulled us over. He's like, do you guys realize your, your van's on fire? We're like, what? <laughs> so we're like, there's smoke coming out. So we open it up. And he sees all this crazy shit in there, bombs. He's like, can I see your IDs? And like, this is barely after six months after 9-11. So he sees our IDs and he sees Basel Kha and Kha in my name. He's like, oh, shit. And we're headed to L.A., right? I add that you're very tan on your license. Yeah, I'm very tan. Uh, only thing missing is a turban, you know. <laughs> you just now, like. I guess you're not maybe out in the sun as much, but when you showed me your license picture, your hair was coal black, and you were very, your skin was very dark. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, that was a lot of swap meet days. This week's bonus episode was Art's idea. He birthed it, and I said, well, let's just roll with it. We'll go with it and see where it takes us, um, because we're, you know, we've been talking a lot about opportunity and Ever since we started sourcing the Carhartt Double Knee, we've seen a lot of young people kind of getting into the idea of liking wholesale. You know, they had been doing retail, whether it's pop-ups, flea markets, long-term uh, spaces, their own website, eBay, whatever it may be, but they're kind of getting turned on to the idea of, well, hey, this wholesale thing's kind of nice because I don't have to spend hours doing X, Y, and Z tasks, whether it's photographing the items, specking the items, doing copy, taking, you know, just making the listings themselves. They just, they see there's an ease to it and they recognize that while you might not be making as much money, like per piece, you're making, you're making the money faster. And in the long run, it's, it's a lot less stress. So what Art and I kind of came up with is this idea of you know should the should it present itself or should you want to try it it's good to take the opportunity to dabble in wholesale now the opportunity might not always present itself per se but you might be chomping at the bit to want to try it and i think you should 100 percent think you should so art's going to talk a little bit about his feelings thank you uh, a lot of times when you're when you're buying, you'll, you know, you'll be specifically trying to source for your store, for your website, or for yourself. And there's a lot of things you pass up on that are really good. So it's a good opportunity sometimes to just buy anything that's good as long as you have an outlet for it. And so that involves doing a little bit of homework. A lot of times the people you buy from also buy so it's good to say, hey, what are you looking for? What do you have a hard time finding? What could you buy and what would your price be? And most likely, you're going to get a straight answer. I know I give it when people ask me that. I said, hey, I'm looking for this, this, and this. I'll gladly buy it from you. We could trade. We could, you know, I could pay you. It doesn't, you know, you don't have to buy anything from me. But as long as I'm getting what I need, we're all good. 
And so you have to have a, a lot of times when you go places, if you have a source that has a lot of something, then you can actually go and start marketing in a sense. Like, okay, who's looking for this? Uh, for example, uh, 90s denim, right? You go to a place and they've got tons of 90s denim. You only need a few pieces, right? And then you just restock. But you notice that there's a, an abundance of it. Well, why not ask around and see if you can make some extra money on a lower, lower scale, but you can move a lot of units. And the reason I even thought about this is I'm like, okay, recently the retail has been slow pretty much universally. A lot of different factors in the world, and especially in this country, locally, and it's just slowed down. So what do you do? How else can you increase your cash flow? Well, you can try to have sales, but you can also wholesale some of the things you already have to bigger dealers. Well, friends, I hope you've been enjoying these clips from episodes. That last one was recorded when Art and I were driving north in California in a car, in case you were wondering why it sounds like we're in a car. And um, they've been fun. I hope you've enjoyed it. It gives you a little snippet into what our patron episodes are all about. And um, now it's time for me to talk about our patron program. So um, patron.podme.com slash my best vintage life podcast. That's where you can sign up. And right now I only have two levels. It's the $5 level or the $20 level. And I've already spoken about the $20 level. That's our ad level. But the $5 level is our entry level monetary donation. It's what most people do. You get an on-air shout, shout out either for your person or for your business or for both uh, within reason and a burning question for art that he'll answer on air. Um, which, you know, I think a lot of people are appreciative of getting his, his feedback and you also get two bonus episodes a month. Um, so the episode clips you've just been hearing, you'd have access to the full episodes there and you'd have access to over 30 bonus episodes at this point in time. So for $5 a month, um, 20, let's see, 12 times 12, so $60 a year. Um, and you can cancel at any time. So if you want to be real studious and listen to all the episodes in like a month, then it'll cost you $5 and it, it's totally doable. If you listen to like one or two a day, they're not as long as the normal episodes. Um, so think of it as a good investment in yourself and a way to, um, help your business or just learn more about vintage in general. So I hope that you enjoyed everything. Um, and I'll try and do one of these maybe once a year. That way, if you're on the edge about joining our patron program, um, and having access to the episodes, this might, um, be a contributing factor into you saying yes, and just learning more about vintage. So in the meantime, stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy, be kind, and don't be basic. Bye.